0: Hi everyone, welcome back to The Spice Within. So today is a very special day because I am not usually sitting at my home anymore recording a podcast. I'm in a very special place in Brussels. Uh, It's called the Brussels Beer Project for people in Belgium, pretty sure you've heard of it. Um, one One of the beer producers that have produced a lot of favorite beers for a lot of people, I'm pretty sure. And today I'm sitting with Dimitri, who is working in Brussels Beer Project for quite some time now. He is the Geek-in-Chief, as they say, right, Dimitri? Yeah, correct. Did I pronounce it right? So he's the Geek-in-Chief. What does that mean, Geek-in-Chief? Well, first of all, thank you, JG for uh,
1: <laughs> letting me uh, talk about this. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, geek in Chief means uh, a guy who really likes beer and wants to, you know, bring that across to both people within the team as we're expanding and especially also external to our consumers. So that's team. like the external tagline. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. I mean, but they call me the geek in, in, internally as well. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Is everyone a geek or just you?
1: No, I mean our brewers are definitely geeks. Uh, they they know so much about beer because uh, as we're brewing so many different beers here, uh, they, they they're researching all the times for new techniques and new styles, and 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 so we're definitely quite a few geeks. Or we even got a sales geek or a logistics geek. I mean we we, we specialize and and bring those uh, that knowledge together. You know
0: that's an interesting approach. Normally a geek word is seen as a. Derogatory or negative mm. annotation. Mm. So I'm very happy, mm. you guys. I'm a geek as we've, well. We've embraced it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's amazing. Mm. So tell us a bit more about Brussels Beer Project. What was the idea behind? When was it founded? It was founded in 2013 by uh, by two guys called uh,
1: Sébastien Morvan and uh, Olivier brouwer Okay. Uh, Sébastien is actually from France. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivier from Brussels. Uh, they met uh, more than ten years ago now. Uh, studying abroad in Canada, yeah, drinking uh, shitty beer as, stud- <laughs> as, stud- as students abroad, you know. Okay. But they also saw that you know, like the, there were things changing in that local market in mm. Quebec, and uh, and and all these little uh, micro breweries uh, were popping up uh, with with lots of different cool labels and interesting mm. uh, t- uh, tastes and flavors, and they were like, hmm, that would be interesting to to see how this is go- doing in Europe because Belgium obviously is quite a traditional uh, beer market. And, uh, and so uh, they, they started working for different companies. And a few years later, they were like, wow, like, actually, this keeps growing in North America, even in Europe, this starts to happen in, 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 in untraditional uh, beer countries. And, and there's still room, in their opinion, in Belgium to start with something fresh and new. People declared him crazy because they were like, I mean... There are so many breweries. Like yeah, it makes no sense. Hmm. Um, but but yeah, they started it uh, really to trying to, to, to bring some new wind into the scene, take a different approach, uh, look look a little bit more modern, think a little bit more uh, modern as
0: well, and 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 that's where it started. Awesome. So a bit of innovation, thinking outside the box, and a modern approach for sure. For right, sure. and yeah. I, I think that's that's what I think when I see the colors, especially. When you see of the Brussels Beer Project, I'm looking at them now. Very modern, very young, and very bright. That's that's what comes to mind. And how is it going so far? How has it been the journey? You've been here for five years now. You yes, said?
1: just over five years. So I uh, I started here when when we opened this brewery in the center of the city, uh, in the Dansaertstraat or Rue Dansaert. Um we were 5 back then. I was the fifth person. Wow. Um and now we're 25. So, so yeah, we're, we're doing quite alright. Um I think we 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 were able to to uh put ourselves in the market, you mm-hmm. know, despite that people were like saying like that's not possible anymore. <clears throat> just because of all these the you know, take, taking a modern approach and um yeah, um I I am still here. So uh, it's it's exciting every day. Uh Every day is different, hmm. and that's obviously what's very exciting about a small and, and growing, uh, growing, uh, growing company.
0: And how did you end up in Brussels Beer Project? What is your story? Oh, uh, I have a master's in business from Ghent.
1: Um, I uh, started working in less of a familiar, I mean, maybe more normal kind of industry market research, uh, actually in Leuven, and then uh, and then a bit in Brussels as well but um i started discovering the same kind of scene as well my my wife now then girlfriend she's american so i started drinking these american beers mm. lots of different cool beers uh all from these small producers and so my interest personally was was there uh i started following a beer course uh for like a beer sommelier you could call it okay. um and at some point you know i didn't like my job um it was a bigger kind of company I, you know not not too much perspective
0: so you were already in beer before? No,
1: no, it was in a market research company. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I decided to quit actually when I had my uh, my degree for the uh, beer sommelier. I mean, which was a Tuesday night course. Uh, and I decided to just jump into the industry. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even start in Belgium because London is where I started in in beer because the, the market was more progressive uh, and they started to go crazy. I mean, London. Uh, 10 years ago, maybe had two two breweries left and now are uh, over 150 breweries in London. Yeah. So they were looking for people and, and when you say, hey, I'm a guy from Belgium. Yeah. It yeah. helps that you're Belgian. And <laughs> um, so I worked in London for Brew By Numbers for about six months. I love London, but it's not a simple city. You know, it's, yeah, it's a rough city. Uh, my, my girlfriend back then was going to move uh, with me. But uh, this was the time I also already knew Olivier and Sébastien. And uh, summer 2015 is when they were uh, getting ready to open this brewery here mm. where we're sitting, mm. uh, and uh, I got in touch. and They were like, "Yeah, like we're still looking for for someone. You're Dutch speaker. We don't have that yet. You have a bit of experience now in London. Let's do this." And I was like, "Oh, nice. I can come back to Belgium. Brussels is quite a. It's not that big of a city. Yeah. You know, like compared to London, of course not. No, I mean it's it's still very familiar. It's not too it's not too hard to get across." Yeah, distances are not too not too crazy. Traffic is maybe crazy, but that's yeah. why you bike. Yeah. Um, and and that's how I ended up here. And uh, yeah, I've been here now. For, awesome. Yeah, for a while. And you love it. I love it absolutely. This, uh, like I said, uh, we're working on so many things. Even though uh, we're in a crazy year, yeah. uh, we're building a new brewery. We're mm-hmm. we're redoing the bar here. Uh, we opened a new shop here. So we're, we we keep we keep changing because you need to change to stay in the game. But
0: Is the entire scene changing because of Corona, which means the renovation or was this already planned?
1: This was already in the plans oh, okay. um I think it boosted some ideas because uh, as the bars obviously have been closed for a while again now uh it gave us the opportunity to to get going with certain things and 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 rethink maybe even a bit more because you're you're talking about quite a bit of space that you you're normally working with, and that's that's been empty yeah um yeah so so some exciting changes for twenty twenty one when we can reopen
0: okay. So just going a bit back to the topic of how the vision looked like for the Brussels beer project. Sure. So definitely entering a market, which is saturated with beer, right? Mm-hmm. One of the top things when you think about Belgium is mm-hmm. beer. Sure. What do you think really separated or really helped the, the idea to go from zero to one? Yeah. What was it that really defined that Okay, Brussels beer project, even though it's young and modern, mm-hmm. is super different or mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. that deserves to be on each and every supermarket, deserves to be everywhere. And it's like, I, I don't know if you can see it like a specialty beer, you know, or something which is more than ordinary. Right. What what changed?
1: Well, I think that there's a few things to the to the approach. Uh, I think how it all started is Olivier and Sebastian created four recipes Okay. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and Delta, hmm. and they went to about ten bars in in Brussels, and they organized these evenings where people could taste these four different beers. Hmm. And they said one of these four will become permanent. You you elect it. You're gonna elect the new beer of Brussels, um, the one with the most votes. The other three will disappear. So I mean that that already is a is a completely different approach than what breweries yep. are just generally making wow. a lot of the same beer. Hmm. Um, and I remember I was at one of those tastings back in 2013, uh, and it was very exciting. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, just already, that's a different way of doing things. Um, they did start working with, with, with another brewery, uh, to make this beer. Yeah. Because obviously breweries are quite investment heavy. Of course. Um, so they, they started to take a lean kind of approach, like. Trying to read how the market is, trying to introduce something, and then really just keep building day by day. I mean, if I see Olivier and Sébastien uh, still today, they're still working their asses off like crazy, yeah. always conscious about the next step. Um, and I think that's that's been definitely their strength. Um, and 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 think of think of marketing and design for sure. Um, there's so many Belgian triples with monks and whatever on the label. But there's so many different beer styles out out yeah. there, you know. Um, yeah. Our first beer, the Delta that won the competition, is an IPA. IPA is not a Belgian beer; it's it's originally English and was repopularized by the Americans since the 80s. Yeah. Um, but IPA has, has become a Belgian thing, uh, or introduced in Belgium in the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, and Brussels Beer Project really embraced everything to disrupt the beer industry
1: for sure i mean we, we we took whatever was necessary to uh to 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 take our spot
0: and do you think also you guys are expanding outside belgium like or it's mostly belgium that the entire industry is focused on
1: oh well, i mean we did start uh, exporting uh, quite early on and i think japan was was one of the first markets uh, a market that's quite progressive uh actually you cannot legally be a home brewer. I don't think that, that rule has changed, but okay. so either you brew commercially or you cannot brew. <laughs> so you need to learn the craft okay. somewhere else and then come back to Japan. Uh, but they, they love Belgian beer in general. Uh, they, yeah. they have uh, quite a bit of Belgian beer festivals, even with Belgian rock bands and so on. Okay. Yeah, so like the, the, um, the festival that's here every first uh, weekend of September yeah. uh, on the Grand Place, uh, they do it in like eight cities. So it's it's a thing. So they they definitely picked us up quite quickly. I think we're available in in now about twenty countries. Yeah, I think that's probably around thirty percent of our sales. Okay, maybe maybe a bit less even now, but uh, because of because of COVID. But uh, uh, France is obviously a massive neighbor. Yeah, so that's that's most of our export.
0: Everyone loves Belgian beer. Who doesn't? (laughs) Like my favorite beer back in the day was Stella. Mm -hmm. which now is ironic because i'm living in the city where stella is like you smell
1: when they're brewing yeah
0: exactly and i live like 100 well not 100 meters i'll say a kilometer distance from the main building this is how life is (laughs) anywho um let's let's kind of zoom out and look from a consumer perspective for the people listening a lot of them are not that familiar with beer Mm. most of the times when you go to a bar uh, I imagine myself five, six years ago, mm. I would always ask the, the, you know, the bartender, like, okay, what's your favorite beer or whatever. So what are the kind of different, uh, tastes or the kind of different notes that Brussels beer project is playing around and what exact, uh, things would a person when he's coming to buy a beer, mm. let's say for Brussels beer project or in general, uh, for Belgian beer, what things should they keep in mind? or what are the things you guys are doing different? Mm. Are there too many questions there?
1: No, I I mean, I think we can look at Belgian beer in general. Um, And obviously beer exists out of four main ingredients. There's obviously water. Then we're using grain uh, to create sugars, uh, mainly barley, some Mm. wheat, some rice, Mm. some spelt, some oats sometimes. Uh, Then we have the yeast, obviously, the yeast that will convert the sugars into alcohol. Correct. And then we have hops. Uh, and hops are used to preserve the beer uh, originally yeah Uh, so those are the four main ingredients after that you can do whatever you want yeah Uh, whether you're using chili peppers or cacao nips or coffee Mm. or whatever Mm. that's possible that's not i mean there is a bit of that in belgium if you're looking at the wheat beer blanche there's generally coriander seeds uh, seeds of Paradise. Mm. So Belgians have always played around with quite a lot of ingredients, more yeah. than the Germans. The Germans are more like, these are the four ingredients, that's mm. it, Reinheitsgebot. This is the law. <laughs> and, and still in Bavaria, it's, it's a bit that way. Mm. Uh, Belgians have always been a bit more the crazy ones. Uh, but generally, Belgian beer is a bit sweeter, um, is it's more yeast-driven, which means that there's flavors coming from the yeast, whether they're fruity or spicy. You know, like banana and clove are two kind of aromas that are coming from yeast, for example. Mm. So that's a bit more the Belgian way. We are taking it a bit more bitter in general, but also fruity in a different way. Fruity coming from the hops. Um, so obviously we're using hops to preserve the beer over time. But we're also focusing on, on the very, very nice aromas coming from more modern hop varieties. Right. Uh, and, and, and and let's say IPAs, for example, uh, what we brew quite a bit in the Appellals they used to be just added with a lot of hops to make the journey to india yeah uh, and that was just more because they understood this our beer needs to make it from england to india uh, we need to add more hops yeah so there's no bacteria growing in the yeah, barrels yeah,
0: yeah.
1: as we're now fancy <laughs> we we can focus on the hops being very aromatic mm. um, and we're adding them at a different stage in the in the brewing process okay um so lychee grapefruit uh papaya and so on are terms that we're using but it's not necessarily that we add the fruit, okay. we add those hops that smell that way.
0: So it's the notes, the
1: similar notes. The similar notes. Uh, so our best seller, for example, that Delta IPA smells like lychee, and like fruit. <laughs> it's, it's four out of ten beers that we sell is that Delta IPA. So and it's, I also love Jungle Joy. That's actually with fruit. So yeah, there we do add mango and passion fruit. Uh, but it's still not not a Belgian style fruit beer, which are generally recently in the last 20, 30 yeah, years right. been very sweet. Uh, we do have a, a touch of bitterness, uh, but then we also like acidity. Uh, so, we, um, you know, like consumers, we all start, start liking naturally sweetness. I mean, as a kid, we're eating all the candy in the world if we, we could. Right. And if you're becoming an adult, <laughs> when you become an adult, There's more extreme flavors to the left and to the right, which is more towards bitterness, more towards acidity. Um, And that's things you start to develop and to discover. Uh, Still, some people love sweet. I've personally definitely gotten away to more of these extreme flavors. Mm. Um, And that's where we're, we're what we're trying to do a bit more. But we have, you know, different ranges of products, products that are in between, you know, have a touch of sweetness but you know we are we still prefer dry and bitter you know like so we're trying to pull away the consumer from leffa for example yeah yeah um which is very sweet actually it's very sweet luckily i haven't had it in a long time wow i think i would be it just destroys your palate otherwise sure right
0: because you can't differentiate anymore uh for at least for me like once i have a leffa the next beer i have i don't taste anymore
1: so that's possible i mean if you drink a beer that's too bitter or too sour it's also yeah. difficult yeah, yeah. extreme things obviously don't yeah. help right. um but i, I think of left of uh super sweet and sticky uh i prefer prefer my beers dry and bitter or, or <laughs> okay. sour or school a bit yeah it is it is it is old school, old school it's going innovative.
0: back innovative modern wise
1: uh, back to the basics, I yeah, guess, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. What is your
0: favorite beer? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a impossible. Difficult question.
1: Um, I mean, I really like okay, I At this moment. Uh, yeah, I think I, like, I, I really like the style Heuse, which is spontaneously fermented sour and bitter okay. beer from, from the Brussels region. Uh, you don't add yeast, it's just coming from the air. It's, uh, okay. It's just uh, like you, almost like you, you press grapes and you let them go. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of what, what, uh, what is really cool, actually, because it's very unpredictable.
0: All right. So depending on the consumer's palate, they should definitely check out. Would they prefer a sweeter beer, bitter beer, more fruity beer? Yeah, and, and, so and if people
1: come here to hopefully soon again our bar, but even to our shop, um, we help them with that. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the journey is don't sell anybody something and they won't come back so yeah. something to where they can one something they like but push them a little bit further yeah little yeah. by little and and sometimes you see people discovering uh, something you recommended and they didn't think of ordering that and you made them order it yeah. because you think oh, i think it's this might nice, work for you yeah and uh and it works i mean to me the worst is when 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 uh, a man says oh my woman likes something sweet and fruity uh and i say no no what what I want to hear from her, what she likes, and I'll find her a beer without you say that's what yeah. she should drink. I mean stereotypes, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we we try to get away from that as
0: well. Awesome. Yeah. So going a bit to the business side, um you you guys have really disrupted the Brussels or the Belgian beer industry, right? Now if I was per se listening to this and if I'm wondering wow, I want to take the same approach with a different product right Mm -hmm. what are the couple of learnings would you like to give to someone who is getting into an industry which might not which has a lot of competition but they have a different approach or they have a, a product which is not really the same but a different product let's say so what are the couple of learnings that you think in your five years of experience you can give away to the people who are listening
1: Oh, I mean, uh, there, there's a lot, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. To to me, I I think one obviously is is knowing the market pretty much through and through. Yeah, I think it's important to talk to a lot of people.
0: Yeah,
1: um, you know who are in the industry uh, and and kind of push off your ideas. You know, yeah. like uh, people uh, you hopefully you can trust. Um, and 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 you know, and 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 adapt your idea, don't be completely stuck in this is what I'm going to do. Because if people within the industry are saying, like, multiple people are saying this is not going to work, um, then you might have to adapt something. So, you know, you got to be strong about your idea, but you also got to be able to adapt, uh, when necessary. Um, I think, um yeah, take a modern approach. I think uh, you know the, the two founders here. They definitely were aware that things were changing uh, elsewhere, yeah. um, and so you you kind of gotta you kind of gotta feel what's what's gonna happen. Uh, it's about timing and about uh, kind of feeling what 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 trends will become part of your own culture, uh, which might already be part of another culture and moving real fast. I mean, traveling obvi- obviously helps, right? I mean, if you travel and you see certain uh, things that are growing in 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 other cultures that you think you can apply in your culture Mm. uh, and you're confident about it then then yeah that's probably a good direction but let's got to be honest you also need a little bit of luck you Mm. know Uh, i think the founders here were also they also started at the right moment um, and and we were indeed one of the first to do it uh, but there's a lot of uh, cool uh, projects and new breweries that have opened in the last few years uh and and that's great that 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 we are able to re reinvent a little bit the the, the belgian beer scene that that was getting a little bit uh you know stagnating you know, st- yeah stagnating or resting on their laurels you know mm. like not innovating too much anymore always making the same beers being a bit too confident that it was the best beer in the world yeah uh but uh, things were changing uh, across mm. across the. Across the world, uh, yeah. so so innovation was necessary.
0: Interesting, because you said that in the, they started off with this tasting process, which is kind of let's if you think about it, very personalized, mm-hmm. and at the same time, a bit out of the box. Mm-hmm. So it's like a constant state of innovation and going interaction. Yeah, just doing because new things across the consumer as well. Yes, like a lot of these
1: breweries are making great beer, but. They're not necessarily talking to their consumers too much, also because they're somewhere in the countryside, maybe in Flanders or Wallonia. Yeah, we have the advantage that we are in the city, which comes with a higher cost. Um, but uh, we've always been very open and, and obviously been using the new ways of communication. Right. Facebook, uh, especially at first, and then uh, Instagram. Instagram have been have been. Huge for us.
0: Yeah, props, guys, for you to know. I just contacted these guys on Instagram and you know, within one week we set up this podcast so that just comes to say how approachable you guys are. So that's definitely and we're good. trying
1: to, to to make sure we, we can uh, communicate <laughs> as much as possible and get I can to talk to all that. these messages I can attest to
0: that, yeah. <laughs> uh cool. Thank you. Uh last I think one last thing that I am very curious about is mm. the future. Mm. How how are you guys looking at uh, the next year? The next couple of projects that you guys have lined up maybe you wouldn't want to reveal everything but maybe give us a little bit of insight what can we expect and what are you guys thinking of
1: course yeah we i mean obviously we've been dealing with uh, with this covid situation for the last uh, nine months now uh and i think luckily we've been like selling beer over multiple channels uh we, we've uh, actually you know we launched our website a web shop with beer in march because of COVID, awesome. Uh, we had a webshop for merch and that wasn't yet the case. So that's definitely a product we've been able to push or channel that we've been able to push in the last nine months and will now be part of our sales. Um, And and like you already heard, uh, you know, we're we're renovating the bar a bit. We are expanding here the bar from 15 to 24 taps. Uh, The shop has been able to stay open for most of the year. So we've obviously been able to to talk to people and, and sell them some beer here. Uh we sell obviously uh in the supermarkets, which helps. Uh but yeah, we're we're working on a new brewery. We're building a new brewery uh where the tanks are eight times bigger than here, where uh where we can brew our, our core range. Uh those all-stars, Delta, Grosperta, Jungle Choi, and so on. And then here the brewery is gonna change a little bit. Uh, we're gonna focus a bit more on, on mixed fermentation, and that means that you're working both with yeast and bacteria mm-hmm. or different kinds of yeast together which is not uh, generally the case in, uh, in what, what I call clean beer. Uh, we're going a bit more uh, towards uh, funkiness, sourness, uh, a bit more towards uh, other things that happen in Belgium. Um, and so, yeah, no, uh, things are super exciting. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it keeps moving and we've been lucky and, uh, and very happy that we've been able to invest uh, even uh, in this crazy year.
0: closing message for everyone oh, of course what, I mean uh, what should they take back from this podcast oh, uh, if,
1: if you're in Brussels we hope to see you again soon uh, in, in the bar here uh, in the center mm-hmm. Uh, people who are uh, listening from abroad, um, hopefully, you can, yeah, <laughs> hopefully you can travel soon, come to Brussels, uh, have a beer with Jaideep and myself uh, yes, in, in, in a bar, uh, and, and let's talk a bit more. Uh, you're obviously more than welcome, and, uh, and we'll recommend you the right beer. And then you go from there. That's just, a, that's just the beginning. Just <laughs> a bit of a nudge. Yeah, exactly. Try this, and
0: then we'll see. Dimitri thank you so much for your time it was a pleasure to talk to you and uh, yeah and i love the for everyone to know i'm in their in their main uh, brewery right now which is not going to be the main brewery anymore i think no nope, there is going to be a bigger stay one. very experimental okay yeah and the office is amazing very modern very young and very colorful there's quite some renovation going on so excited to see what's going to come up next thank you so much for your time thank you.